Good evening. A Puritan's Mind brings you the old-time radio program, The Wild Boar News Podcast from sunny South Florida. Welcome. I'm Dr. Matthew McMahon. Jeremiah 6.16, and I quote, Thus says the Lord, Stand in the old ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. End quote. There are a variety of preachers that strive after reformation out there in the world, many with good intentions. They preach cardinal truths in order to propagate the teachings of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the teachings of the Reformation as much as they are able. We don't look down upon such things. God has granted many preachers mediocrity that they are unable to escape, even to his glory. Yet still, they desire to preach God's word and give it a little help. What do I mean? Let's pull a file. Case number 4,324,345. For the establishment of secrecy and non-embarrassment, let's call this pastoral case number Pastor Harry. Pastor Harry knows it's Reformation Month. October rises up among the months of the year as one in which we remember the recovery of the gospel from the cloak and darkness of the Papists. Huss, Wycliffe, Tyndale, Luther, Calvin, Farrell, Caralt, Ocolampadius, Zwingli, and others gave themselves over to the recovery of the Word of God. Pastor Harry decides to take a Reformation sermon, let's say a sermon from Calvin, and, quote, adapt it, end quote, to today's congregation. After a week's preparation of taking a good sermon by Calvin and adapting it for the 21st century church, Pastor Harry feels as though he will now be able to take such an exposition of the Word of God and deliver it to his congregation. He ascends the pulpit and begins with an announcement to read the scriptures, but first tells his people a story about his childhood, his job, or some other illustrious notation that he believes will hook the hearer. Then he segues into a prayer asking for the Holy Spirit's help, which he should do. And then after the Amen, continues with yet another illustration. Next he announces that the sermon he is about to preach was adapted from Calvin's works, and he finally, after ten minutes, reads the scripture. After a thirty-minute unzealous explanation, he uses Calvin's commentary and application and then closes, hoping that his congregation would see some of the same truths he did in the passage at hand. People like this may be zealous for the Reformation, and for that credit is due. But the Reformation was founded upon a return to the Word of God, not the help that a ten-minute introduction had on childhood illustrations or talks that hook the listener. The very day such a pastor is to honor, Reformation Day, he actually detracts from it when he follows that kind of thinking. Instead, he should realize with the Reformers that the Word of God does not need any help. What do I mean? Look at the prophets. When they came and spoke, they said, quote, Thus says the Lord, end quote, and then continued to explain what the Lord said. Not childhood illustrations or clever anecdotes, that hook the listener. God's word was enough. 
Calvin began his sermon on the Passion of Christ by quoting the Scriptures. That was his beginning. And then immediately by saying, after the Scripture was read, quote, we have already seen in the preceding verses, and etc. In Calvin's 16th sermon on Pentecost, he quotes Acts 2, 1-4 and then begins to explain the passage. In Calvin's first sermon on the deity of Christ, he reads John 1, 1-5, and then says, quote, The word gospel declares how God loved us, etc., and goes on to explain the passage. In his first sermon on election and reprobation, Calvin read Genesis 25:12, and then says, quote, We have here to consider the difference, and then further explains the passage. Luther did the same. Wycliffe did the same. Tyndale did the same. Every republished Puritan work in English does the same. Those hungry and excited for reformation in this light read the scriptures first, and then preached what the scriptures meant. They pulled a doctrine from the scriptures, and then applied those scriptures. All their time was spent about the word of God. They trusted that the word of God was enough. Now, Pastor Harry not only began wrong, but bored his congregation with a so-so sermon. It was not that Pastor Harry bored his congregation. He's done that before. What is astounding is that he bored them with an adapted sermon of John Calvin. Calvin's sermons are not boring. Calvin's sermons were huge flames of heartfelt power and scriptural energy surrounding recovering a glimpsed gospel. Pastor Harry not only bored his congregation with the so-so message, he could not even copy the Reformer well. Such is the state of Christianity with men who stand behind the pulpit and are only wishful in their thinking toward the Reformation. They do not stand upon the Word of God, the Word alone, because the Word needs some help. It needs to be coddled and adapted. Maybe you have experienced this in your own church. In remembering the Reformation and the power behind it, one must see, at least historically, if not practically, that all these faithful theologians and preachers were used by God because they stood firmly upon the Word of God and desired the old paths. Remember, Jeremiah 6.16 says, Thus says the Lord, Stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it, then you will find rest for your souls. But... The scripture does not stop there. It continues, quote, But they said, We will not walk in it. End quote. Such is the case of many pastors who desire reformation today, but are unwilling to be unswerving in their devotion to its principles. Its principles stand firmly on the old paths, on the word of God alone. These men, such men, are simply bad plagiarists. This is Dr. Matthew McMahon signing off. Keep checking back at a Puritan's mind. The series on election and reprobation has just been completed. Go to www.apuritansmind.com and click on What's New. There you'll find information on this nine-part lecture series. Also in the works is an MP3 series on the covenant of grace and a new book that will be first in a series called The Writings of a Puritan's Mind, Volume 1. 
which will be a compilation of Puritan sermons not yet published. Puritan Publications has already released its latest book, A Heart for Reformation, which covers how every Christian should desire true biblical reformation in every area of their life. For more on Reformed and Puritan theology that honors the Lord Jesus Christ, visit www.apuritansmind.com. For more on Reformed and Puritan theology, visit www.apuritansmind.com. Good night, then, until this same time next week. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle is adopted by the papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.